Welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers, giving you the motivation and inspiration you need to make the most of your later years. Whether you're still in the planning stages or you're several years in, we'll share stories from boomers who refuse to act their age and continue to live a life inspired. Let them show you how being old can be new if you know what to do with your host, Terry Lorbeer. Hello and welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers. My guest today is Kathleen Sinclair and is an environmentalist animal lover, birder, and adventurous who has been on a mission for over 15 years to reignite and inspire people over 60 to live a purpose-driven second half of life. After 60, she earned her master's degree, served in the Peace Corps for two years in Ukraine, and got certified in conflict resolution and mediation to work with the court system. Kathleen continues to roam the globe, promoting her unconventional ideas about living an encore life. And at the age of 77, she just published her first book called Fuck Aging. Yes, that's right. That is a controversial title. (laughs) Welcome, Kathleen. How are you today? Oh, I'm just great. Thanks for having me on your show. You're welcome. I'm so happy to have you. So let's start with the elephant in the room, the title of your new book, Fuck Aging. Tell us why you picked that title and what kind of reaction are you getting from people? Well, you know, thank you for asking me. It's kind of a funny story because I had had met with um, a group of people to help me with the title. And I just didn't feel comfortable with what we'd come up with. It was too many, you know, unicorns and flowers and nicey stuff. And that's not how I felt my message was. But I was I was um, filming a course and I was in Southern California, in, in Central California. The videographer was there. Uh, I was doing a podcast. The podcast people were there. My publicist, some friends, some other people. Um, and we were talking about aging and we were talking about um one of the things that happens to to me particularly when we're doing zoom calls that people say oh you don't look your age or oh you look good for your age and i thought what the hell does that mean what does that mean did i miss the memo i mean what am i a hologram is there something where i'm supposed to unscroll something say at this age you're supposed to look like this is it my aunt mary is it is it uh some movie star who's been photoshopped i didn't figure it out so we laughed and laughed and people were telling stories of similar stories and i swear to god you know you thought we would have had a lot to drink but we hadn't had anything to drink and we just were were just hysterical laughing and like all of a sudden about five of us said fuck aging all at the same time Oh and my I thought, gosh. I know. And I thought, and we all laughed and laughed and laughed. And then I thought, and you said, that's what? it. There it that's is. That's the title. It. That's it. Right. That's right. the title. And so I did that, you know, and, but, you know, I, I also, when you asked me, you know, what kind of reaction I'm getting, I was sensitive to that because mm-hmm. I don't go around saying that word all the time. I mean, when I'm growing up, that was the very worst word you could say, right. you know, that was so bad. But I, I also realized that we as, we as this generation of amazing people need to get over the fact that we're aging because we started aging when we were in the womb, you know, we started aging and only when we reach a certain age does society say, oh, bonkers, now you're aging and you're old and you're decrepit. And I thought we have to be able to say, fuck aging and get on with our life. 
just let it go. Let it go. Be who you're going to be. Be the best you can be, uh, you know, get out there and give back. And so that's what was going on with that. Now, the reaction, <laughs> that's interesting. So here's the deal. Here's the deal, Terry. Uh, I've been on several podcasts and uh, my publicist, the lady who's helping me, said that she only had about three out of 100, you know, referral kinds of things say they wouldn't be, they didn't, weren't interested because of the word. Oh, okay. Yeah. So most of the people are fine. Right. And I thought that's fine. That's not my audience. That's okay. Right. So, but, but it's true is that when you are, when you're doing a podcast, you have to look at your audience and decide, okay, am I going to offend my audience or whatever? So some, most of so far, all, all except one, they've danced around it. They've said F starts with an F ends with a K or, you know, expletive, or, you know, if they say all these little things and I, so so I, I think that that's one way to do it. And I also told my publicist to say EFF, say EFF. Right, F. right. And then you're really not <laughs> saying it, but everyone knows what you mean. Right. You can say, because when I'm sending out emails, if you write F-U-C-K, Google will not right. send it out. Right. So you have to kind of figure things out and you have to kind of be careful with it. But I didn't say it to offend anybody, but you're right. I did say it to get people's attention because when you're just nicey nice about it, your life is at stake here. You are amazing. People are amazing at this age. And I want them to realize that. And I want them to know that just get over this aging crap and move on with your life. Absolutely. I so agree. And the funny thing is with the podcast, because I'm using the word fuck aging, I will have to put explicit language oh. in when I, when I send it out yep. to uh, Lisbon, who shoots it out to everyone, it'll say explicit language. It's not going to hurt anything. I mean, boomers don't care. My audience isn't going to care, but I just thought, again, it's Attention, kick-ass boomers. I want to get people's attention. Uh, our, us boomers are kick-ass. There's a ton of us that are doing amazing things. That's right. We really are. And you're from the silent generation, so we look up to you. So at 70, I started a podcast. I'll, I might write a book. And at 77, I mean, or I might wait till yep. 80, but I can do anything I want to do. No one is stopping me, but me. I'm the only one stopping. That's right. So that's right. It's that whole, we talked about that a bit. It's our, it's your mindset. And also you have to turn off. Um, uh, I'm sorry to say it, but negative people around you yep. and uh, negative press and negative uh, attitudes uh, just, just so, okay, just kind of push yourself away from that table and move on to something else. And, uh, and also watch your language. I really, um, a lot of people just think it's kind of a joke. That, well, I'm so old. I can never do And they say, say these old jokes. They go, watch your language right. because you are what you say, you know? Yes. And so, uh, you know, it, there's no denying that uh, that we get older. There, there's nothing wrong with that. That's that's just, that's the circle of life. Right. But it's the it's our attitude towards it. And it's the way that we, that we deal with it every day. And, um, you know, we talked a bit about language and that, you you can easily avoid any negative language about being older. And if somebody says something to you, like, you know, just, just say, what did you say? Excuse me, will you explain that? Uh, or I don't know what you mean by that. And just um, in a nice way, 
but get them to realize that they don't have the right to say that to you either. You know, exactly. Uh, Exactly. Because society is trying to tell us that we're old and we should just go home and sit on the couch. And that's the worst thing you could do. Just sit on the couch. The absolute worst thing you can do. So in your book, you talk a lot about things that we should be doing as we get older. And one of them is staying active. So how do people, what, what advice you have in the book for staying active? You know, it depends on where you're coming from. It sounds like you're really active and I'm pretty active too, but we have to realize that some people are not active and they have to start at some point. Yes. So I really, like many people will say is that if you can start walking, that's fine. Walk around your house, walk around your yard, walk to the corner, walk back. uh, If you're in a safe place and if you're not in a safe place and you can get to a safe place, a lot of people walk around malls. They walk inside the mall. So, yes. it, or the weather's bad or the weather's too hot or too cold. So try to start with that. I do something called Qigong and um, it is, um, I also do some yoga. Yoga is harder for me. I don't bend very, I'm not very bendy, but Qigong is a very, um, you're in the moment. It's relaxing. It's peaceful. It stretches. It's doing the mind and uh, the body and the whole, the whole thing. And so I, there are lots of, um, I don't know, can I say someone's name that yes, I use? Sure. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure. I use a man, I, I train with a man called Lee Holden, H-O-L-D-E-N, mm-hmm. and it's called Holden Qigong, Q-I-J-O-N-G, Qigong. Mm-hmm. So, but he has so many free YouTubes that nobody has to buy anything. Nobody has to get any equipment. Nobody has to go to a gym. If you just start with something simple like that, and there's a morning routine and an evening routine, there's a 10 minute one and a 20 minute one, start and just see how you feel about that particular person. Then when you do, if you look at that on YouTube, other people will show up on the right hand side of the screen. Mm -hmm. If he doesn't suit your, your, um, you know, needs, then click on one of those other people. Mm-hmm. You don't have to pay a lot of money. So I do Qigong. I also do a lot of walking. I also do uh, some um, weight training, you know, and um, um, and I do a lot of stretching. I think when you get older and I uh, you, you need to stretch and keep everything moving. Walking's great going one direction, but you need to move laterally also. Yes. Yep. And so those are the kinds of things that I do. I'm not a swimmer. I don't have a place to swim right now, but I've never been a swimmer. But people who swim, that's a perfect thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, anytime I say, anytime you can get outside with nature right away, you have a calming influence because you're in a peaceful place. Yes. Uh, and there are lots of green ways and places for people to walk. Right. So, but if you have to go to a gym, that's okay too. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't go to a gym. I do walk, but I live on a busy road. So I have to drive to our park. Mm -hmm. And then there's so many different trails to walk on. So if I don't have a lot of time, I walk on one trail. If I have a little bit more time, I pick the other trail. Some of them are are more hilly than others. So it depends how I feel. If I'm up to it, I go up the big hill and then I come back down and I try and go up just little hills and down little hills every day. But just walking for me is really good. I do some weightlifting 
acting. I would like to do more. And I want to get more and more active. I was never active as a young person. Even growing up, my family wasn't an active family. We weren't involved in sports. Uh, My younger sisters did get involved, but I didn't. I was one of the older ones. So I'm trying to get more active now and get involved in a lot more things because the more you keep moving, the better you'll feel and the more you'll be able to do. I absolutely agree. And you can find if, if, so if anyone has a computer or anything, if you can on YouTube, you can find everything from Zumba to ballroom dancing to ballet. You can just follow along and just keep your body moving. You do not have to spend a lot of money or any equipment or fancy clothes. None of that is important. What's important is that you move it. You move it. (laughs) One of my sisters does tap dancing. She loves to tap dance. So she watches it on on YouTube and then she dances herself and she loves it. She has a great time. So, you know, dancing is very good for very good uh, for any age group. My son does swing dancing. He's the one turning 50 and he wants to live to be 100. So he'll probably be doing swing dancing forever. My father used to walk and dance. And I remember when um, he was probably in his eighties and I might've been in my fifties. I couldn't even keep up with him on the dance floor. I couldn't, he would be on the dance floor all night long and I couldn't, wow. and he could walk further than me back then. So yeah. I started walking later. I think I started walking in my early sixties. Cause I, I realized I have to do something. Walking's easy. Just get out the door. I love being out in nature. The sunshine's good for your body too. So I started walking. So, yeah, um, it's, I think you're right. It doesn't matter what age you are. 60, 70, no, 80, no. just start, just start. Don't say, Oh, I'm too old. Nope. Just start right where you nope. are. And and, right. and congratulate yourself if you do one or two minutes, then increase yep. it to five or 10. It's just, and if you don't feel like it one day, fine. Do not beat up on right. yourself. Just start yeah. right in again. But I also think it's, a, it's, um, uh, it, it's also your attitude. So Absolutely. when you're, when you're walking, don't be thinking about negative stuff. Be looking at the trees or, or be checking yep. out the way you're walking you know, briskly or meditatively or whatever. And so it's, it's, um, you leave the house with a good mindset and you come back and you feel a lot better. Right. And mindset is really everything. Like even with me starting my podcast, I had to believe in myself that I could do it. It was all about mindset. I had no background to do a podcast. I wasn't a journalist. Uh, um, I didn't do radio. I was in sales my whole life. So I really didn't have the background. And I don't even have a college education. But I wanted to do it. And I knew I could. But you have to believe in yourself and you can, my kids are like in shock that I've made it this far. Like this podcast will be number 80. So I've been at it a year and a half and they just can't believe that it's been going on so long, but you know, they just didn't think I would do it, but I proved them all wrong because I love talking to people. I love showcasing all the fabulous boomers and silent generation people out there. I love it. I want everyone to know more about us so that they realize they can do it too. Anybody can do it. You don't need anybody can do it. Yeah. Like I picked what I love. I love to talk. I love listening to people. I love bringing the stories out. So pick what you love. I interview a lot of writers. They just love writing. Um, so some people love music, whatever it is you love, that's what you have to pick up and do. Exactly. Exactly. I, I lived in Mexico for a while and I had a friend who, who loved knitting. She loved knitting and she, there were a a village not far away from where we lived 
the people were desperately poor and whatever. And she and a couple of other ladies went and taught them how to knit. And, uh, and they, and then they, then those people taught other people how to knit. And so the little village makes things and sells things now that they didn't have a resource before. So it doesn't matter if it's knitting or gardening or, or uh, writing or, or cooking or whatever it is, yep. there's a need for it. And you just don't settle for anything less. Just know you're an amazing person and yes. look to what you can do. And you feel really fun doing it and do that. Maybe dog training, who knows, you know, Yeah, whatever, whatever it is, whatever. I love to garden. So I do do a lot of gardening just for fun. But I interviewed a woman from our local park who started volunteering as a gardener. And then, cause she was a, a retired teacher. So she had a little bit more time and again, didn't want to sit around all day. So she started volunteering, doing gardening at our public park. And then she started hiring people under her, teaching them what to do. She went back to school, got her master's in gardening. Again, she's in her sixties. So, um, you know, you can do, take those baby steps. You have no idea where they will, they, where they will lead. And, and, and she made wonderful friendships and being social is also very important for us. And one thing she learned is that she made P, uh, friends of every age group. Yeah. There were some 20 year olds and they just love her. They think she's great. So she made friends with 20 year olds and 30 year olds and 40 year olds. And she had this gardening volunteer gardening has helped her immensely immensely exactly and i think what you hit on was really important is that people say i don't know i don't know what i'm interested in figure out something that you're interested in figure out what it is that that pleases your heart that makes you happy yes uh, and then that's where you volunteer those are the places you go you align yourself with people who have similar interests that you have, like for birding, when I go birding, I don't go birding with somebody who's a horse person. I go birding with birders, you know, because they understand and they, they're patient and they do, they want to, they don't mind standing in the mud or getting up at 5am or whatever, whatever it is. So my daughter's a horsewoman and I, I go to horse shows and I'm bored to tears because it's not what I'm, I'm interested for her, right. but it's not a passion of mine. So it's really important that you figure out like you did, you love to talk to people. And I know there are hospital volunteers that I think, whoa, these people should get a salary because they're so informed. Yes. They make you feel at ease. They help you through things. Yep. So whatever it is you can do, if you want to start volunteering, that's fine. Cause then you gain some skills and then branch out on your own. Yeah, yes. It's just great. So in your book, you talk about your kick-ass vision and that it takes guts and purpose, which it does. Um, and you talk about defining and mapping the first part of your vision. So what does that look like? Because I think a lot of people have no idea what they want or what they like. So I think your mapping and your defining will help them kind of narrow down. Uh, I guess you need exercises to start thinking, what is it I really like? Um, right. I was able do. to do, but not everybody can. Exactly. But but I'm thinking that when you define and map your vision, so your vision should be about every aspect of your life, your relationships, uh, your uh, spirituality or religion, your health, all of the things that make up your, your life, the little divisions. So yes. you need to say to yourself, okay, I'm now this amount of years old. And I'm going to live to be 
50 more years. So what am I going to do? What's my vision for that amount of time? And you don't think about age as a as something that negates you or stops you. You just you just have a starting point. You have a starting point. And then what you do is you question yourself seriously. I mean, really, Terry, this might be long walks. This might be sitting with a pen and paper. This might be just staring out the window. You really do have to think about this. Where am I now? And where do I want to be? And how am I going to get there? And you have to be easy on yourself. So if it's your family, where am I now with my family? Where where do I want to be? Do I want to have a uh, do I want to move closer? Do I want to move further away? Do I what what is going on? Do I want to set up a um, scholarship fund? Whatever it is you're thinking about, and then write it. Doesn't matter how wild and crazy it is. Don't dismiss it. Write it down, and then you will you'll settle with that, and you'll think, well, now how am I going to do that? Well, is that totally unreasonable? Yes, I mean, I am probably not going to be go flying to the moon. That's totally unreasonable for me to do that. So then you you come into focus, though, and by asking yourself questions and actually writing it down, you come to clarity. It's so interesting. But we're always in such a hurry that we don't give ourselves time to do these things. So don't try to do it all at once. Pick one area of your life. Maybe like you say, it's your it's your spiritual life or it's your health. That's a really, really good one for us. So you're, where are you now with your health? Are you the right weight? Are you eating the right foods? Are you drinking enough water? Are you getting enough exercise? How's your mental health, your spiritual health, your physical health? And then start figuring that out. Because if you don't have your health, you won't be able to do a lot of things. So I always recommend you start with your with your health issues, mentally, physically, spiritually, and go from there. But start where you are, figure out where you want to be, and then how are you going to get there? And that's one of the ways to, to kind of roadmap yourself uh, and uh, figure out how you're going to do it. And that's exactly what I did with my podcast. Um, I was diagnosed with cancer at age 66. So I was listening to a lot of podcasts before that. And then I continued afterwards. And I would be out walking after my cancer. I wasn't walking as far or as long. And again, like... Life circumstances will change. So you have to change with it. I used yep. to walk an hour. Well, now after cancer, I was walking 15, 20 minutes and I would go purposely where there were benches, where if I had to sit down, I could sit down and rest. And I didn't feel bad about that. You need a rest, you rest. Then I got up and walked again. So I, I gradually got back up to where I'm walking almost as much as I used to before. And, but I kind of clarified that I was listening to podcasts and I'm like, gosh, I could do this. I could absolutely do this. So then I figured out, okay, well, I need someone to help me with it. Who can I get to help me? So I went and I got training through a guy who has a huge podcast. He does very, very well with. So I joined his group and they have a Facebook group where you can ask questions and he has tons of training that I could do on my own whenever I wanted to go on the computer, do a little bit at a time. So, So over about a year, I was going through all his modules, learning what I had to do. I I went and picked my name and I figured out how I was going to do it. I bought my laptop. I had a laptop already, but I got a better one. I had to get a better microphone. Um, None of that's super expensive, though. You don't have to spend a lot of money. So I, I little by little, baby steps, got everything I needed. And then I was ready. And then it was just, okay. I was nervous. So it took me a while to say, okay, I just have to jump in and do it. 
I just have to do it because they'll all tell you your first few podcasts, you're going to go back and you're going to go, oh my God, I was so awful. I can't listen to it, but there's no getting, or you just have to start. Everyone starts somewhere. So I jumped in and I started. And the hardest thing when I was new was I didn't know who to ask to be on my podcast. I felt like it was a new podcast. Some of the really good people might not want to be on it. So I had to start out with family and friends, but I got some really good friends that helped out that were excellent in the beginning. I had my brother on at one point. Um, I did a lot of that. And then you build it. Now people come to me. People come to me and say, I want to be on your podcast. But it took about a year for that to happen. So I had to be very persistent and consistent in the beginning. And you have to work at it. But I love podcasting. I love it. Nothing better than talking to people. I just love it. The day I'm podcasting is one of my happiest days of the week. It's just great. And you know, one of the things you mentioned is really important is that we're, we, we have a lot of fear. We get fear in us for some reason. And what you, what you described is that you just bumped up into your fear Mm -hmm. and you took fear along with you. I don't know what to do. I don't know who to have on. And you just did it anyway, rather than caving into the fear, you just drug fear with you. And it became more of an energy that you could use to make it happen. And so that's the thing that people need to look at fear, not as um, a negative bad thing, but that this is going to make me better. So why am I fearful? Well, I want to be good. I want to talk to the right people. I want to get my message out there. Um, you know, I want people to listen to my show. And then you just did it and you didn't let things stop you. And yeah. and so I think that that's such a great thing for people to realize. And so like you say, you don't have it. You didn't build a big studio. You didn't hire camera people or, you know, big, big name people. You just did this on your own. And by, and and it's interesting about your kids, because I think that we do surprise our kids sometimes. My mean, my kids just, (laughs) they just think it's amazing that I wrote this book. They just say, Oh my God. I mean, I had, I have books that were given to me by the publisher to hand out. Oh no. They went and bought a book. They bought a book to support me. I thought, good, oh my God. I that's said, great. That's you know, great. <laughs> I know. It's just so funny. But they do. They write it on their Twitter. They write it on their on their Facebook. My mom, my mother-in-law, this, my cousin. It's They're so, so proud. funny. They're so I know proud. It's so, yep, it's so great. And I have to say, I had wonderful role models. I had a grandmother who worked up until age 90 and then she got sick and she passed away. But up until she got sick, she, my aunt and uncle owned a restaurant. She lived right behind the restaurant in a trailer, just a little trailer, but she was so happy there. She had her garden and every day she would walk up to the restaurant and walk, work in the kitchen for four hours a day, getting the lettuce ready, the the string beans, she'd snap off the ends and get them ready. So she just prepped all the salads and vegetables and things like that. But she was there with all these young people around her and they loved her. Oh, yep. grandma. They all called her grandma. Grandma, how are you doing today? And it made for such a wonderful life. People wanted to talk to her. They loved her. And she came to this country from Germany at age 50, not speaking any English. And she learned English from age 50 on and oh, she lived till 90. Wow. And she just worked in her door. It was her daughter restaurant every day for four hours. Then she would go home. She'd watch her soap operas, take a nap, and then be ready for the night again. But I mean, what better role model is there than that? It's so great. 
It's so great. I love yeah, it. Yeah, so great. Yeah, I just she wasn't just going to sit around. No, all and day. I, and I really respect your uh, the the daughter for for having her in the restaurant. You know, for having yes. her come in because yes. she was beneficial. That is crap work that nobody wants to do. Yep. And nobody, nobody wants, wants to do it. it. And here is grandma doing it. <laughs> but you brought up another right. thing that I think is what's re- always been important to me. And I bet to you too, is that I don't think I could live in a community of a certain age group. I love all ages. I love young people yes. and older yes. people. And, yes. and I, so I, I, um, I mean, I have friends that are 12, 14, you know, we chit chat and, and it's just such fun. Um, and I think that that's another thing that is really important for uh, our age group is to get out there with everybody. Don't just hang out with your own age as right. um, because you have a lot to share, but also don't, don't be negative to them and criticize them for being young, making yeah. mistakes. If they're 30, they can only be 30. They can't have the, uh, the intelligence yeah. or the experience of somebody who's 50 or 70. They're only yeah. 30 or they're only 27 or they're only 14. Right. You know, it's just the way it is. And you just have to cut them some slack. And we can learn a lot from them. And hey, they're the Absolutely. ones that teach me about technology. That's where I learn how to use Twitter, how to use Instagram. I mean, they've taught me a lot. So we have things to teach them. They have things they can learn from us. But the real reason you want to make sure you have friends of every age group is because as you age, this has happened to my aunt, who's now 95. When she hit like 93, her friends started dying off and and most of her friends were older. So then all of a sudden she's by herself and she started deteriorating and going downhill because she didn't have those people to go out with and do things with. And so it's really, really important to have friends of every age that you can communicate with and go out and do things with. They don't have to be all the time. Yeah. No, they don't. I mean, you can have lunch, coffee, go to a movie. You can do all kinds of go to a play. Absolutely. Listen to music, you know, with anybody, any age, any time. It's yep. just great. So, and there are so many free things in the summers of most cities, and you can get out there and do stuff. I agree, and and I, I just find it really refreshing to be around um, uh, people of all ages. I, yes. I just hear things differently. I I go, oh, I didn't think of that. Oh, okay. And so I I, I like it a lot. Yeah, I'm gl- I'm glad you do too. And I love being around young parents. Like I unfortunately have no grandchildren, four children and no grandchildren, but that's another story. But when I go to the park and I see the parents bringing their kids to play and in Doylestown, we have this park called the Kids Castle and it looks like a castle and they just added on, it has all these wonderful toys. So it's so funny because when it's time for these little kids to go home, they're always crying. They want to stay. They want to play at the castle. And I just laugh and I grin and I just love seeing the the young parents. And yesterday I I was out walking and I passed one of the parents that had to pull his young child. I guess he's like two out of the park the other day. So when I passed him, I said, oh, you're back to play at King's cast uh, um, at uh, the castle again. And the little kid just grinned. He was so happy. Yes, he's ready to play again. And his father said, oh, thank you for saying that. That was so nice. And uh, so I like to communicate. Like when I pass people in the park, I talk to them. You know, sometimes they're a little shocked, but I comment, I say things. If, you know, one time I bumped into uh, a young couple with twins and they were the cutest. They were like six or seven and they were so adorable. They were dressed alike. And I just had to comment. I said, they're so well-behaved and they're so adorable and the kids were beaming and the parents were beaming go out and spread that joy i mean that's exactly 
We have time to do it now that we're older. I didn't have the time when I was younger. I have the time now. So go out and spread your message and spread your joy and talk to people, share things with people, volunteer when you can. There's so many things that we can be doing as older Americans that we need to do. And and it's important. And just saying things to people to make them happy is so easy. It is kindness. Everybody talks about kindness today, but we all need to just be more aware and, and just making a comment. It is kind in a way, but it just brings joy to people. Uh, So why not? It's so easy to do. It's easy to do. And you know, I I know a lot of, I know people my age that are introverts and Mm -hmm. they, they're uncomfortable, you know, and when I talk about what I'm, oh, I, oh, Kathleen, I could never do that. Oh, ooh, I don't like it. And I go, but you know, you can say to somebody, that's a really nice color on you, or I really like that dress. Yes. Or uh, you have such a nice smile or whatever it is. It doesn't matter. You can right. say something and make a connection. Yes. And that's what we need to do. Like you say, the kindness and the compassion Yep. And I know what you, what you mean about little kids. I, I'm, I mean, if I go by and some kids, I mean, I, you know, I wave at them and they wave at me if they're <laughs> me in the too. I'm carriage. always waving at I the mean, baby. you know, I'm waving at the kids <laughs> and if they're in the car next to me at the light, I'm waving at them. And yep, it's yep. just so cute because they, they're waving back. They and love it. They wave right I, they back. Just they love it when love it. people wave to them. They love <laughs> know, it. So it's just, it's just I so do great. it all the time, all the time. Yeah. And it makes yeah, me feel I good. Too. It makes them feel good. And again, that's the good hormones in your body. And it's going to keep you healthier in the long run. It really will. It's true. You're helping it's yourself true. more than anybody it's else. It's true. Absolutely. Yeah. And and people don't realize that. But no. when you when you make somebody happy, when you have, you have a little bit of the hormone dopamine that drops into your system and that's your happy, it makes you feel good. It makes your body feel yep. good. And it's all regulated. And so- it's really true. I know my daughter gets upset with me sometimes. Well, they both do. They just say, I'll talk to anybody. I mean, I talk to people in the grocery store. I talk to people on the yeah. street. People come up to me because I have this kind of neutral, right. non-scary face. Right. They ask me questions. They ask me directions. They mom, what are you doing? And I'm chatting and having a conversation in there <laughs> you know, half right. a block away. And well, I'm just talking to this person, you know, and that's I know what it's life so is funny. all about talking and yeah. sharing. It really is. And I think during COVID, we realized how much we miss that. We miss yeah. being with people. We miss being out and commenting and saying hello to our neighbors and all. We really missed it. So I think people finally realize how important that is for everybody of all ages. It's just really important to connect on a physical level, on a mental level. It's it's just very important. It is. And and it will. Even the shyest person, it will bring them happiness and um, yes. and other really good things in their life. So I recommend you do it. Even if you're really shy, yep. just just give it a try and just smile at somebody. You don't even have to say a word. You can no, just smile. You just smile. And sometimes yeah. just a hello. As I pass That's people, right. I just go hello. And there's one man that never says hello back, but I keep saying hello. And the funniest thing happened like two weeks ago. He he walks his dog. So his dog started coming right over toward me. And so I petted his dog and he said, oh, thank you. So I said, well, you know, they need to be social too. They felt COVID as bad as we have. So, but, and even after that, he still doesn't say hello to me. Oh, but I know. I know. I know those but people. But I should say hello anyway. I know. I just do it. Me and too. Do it. I, I do it. I think it still makes him feel good. He just doesn't know how to react. Maybe there's some, he had a bad experience or whatever. I just keep saying hello and I wave to everyone and I say hello to everyone as I pass them. 
And you, you brought up something funny about dogs because uh, I don't have any dogs right now, but I have had, but my daughter has three dogs and I'm at her place. And if you take dogs to the dog park or walk in the neighborhood, I know the dog's names. I don't know the people's names. Oh, there's Fido. But I say hi to the people. You know, I talk to the people. I like the people, but I only know the dog's name. I don't know the people. It's so funny. It's so funny. (laughs) And so so I think talking to his dog was a great breakthrough. It was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. He really appreciated that because the dog wanted me to pet him. So I petted him. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's so So, cute. That's great. I love it. So see, there's so many ways to connect and all that helps us feel better and do more. And, you know, don't sit home at the couch, get out and walk, see people, you know, be with people. And, you know, that it's just as simple, get out and walk and you don't have to walk long and you don't have to walk far. And, and when I first started walking again, after my cancer, I went to the park and I went to the part that had the benches because some of the roads don't have the benches so that if I had to sit and rest, I could sit and rest. And, you know, exactly. people will still sit on the bench they'll wave to you some of them will come and sit down next to you and talk so it's just so important to be social it really is and mindset my mindset is always I'm okay I'm happy I've got this I was very positive all through my cancer I had my hip replaced I was very positive through that I always expect a good outcome I expect yeah. things to work out <clears throat> yeah and they you do. visualize a good outcome yes and that's yes. what happens you become that outcome Absolutely. And that's a, it's such an important thing to know at any age, really, but particularly for us when sometimes, like you say, people die, people get sick and things are not always uh, pleasant, but we can right. get through it because we are really strong. Yeah, we are. We are. Absolutely. So Kathleen, where can my audience find your book? And do you have a website you want to share with us? Yes, I, I do. Uh, you can just simply, I made it simple. It's just my name.com, www.kathleensinclair.com is my website. It's the same on Facebook. It's the same on Twitter. It's the same on Instagram. It's just my name. It's nothing fancy. Oh, good. It's not, a, it's good. nothing else. And um, my book is on Amazon. It's, it's sort of self-published. I worked with somebody called Scribe Media and they kind of hold your mm-hmm. hand and get you through the process. But basically I own all the rights. So I'm not... I don't think I'll show up in Barnes and Noble, but I will show up on Amazon. And um, you never know. I know. I know. I know. That that title is amazing. So someone might hear the podcast and see and go, oh my God, we got to get this. Because they have all the books. They have book buyers. They don't, you know, I don't go in and peddle to them. They have book buyers that will look at the book. So it might happen. I can put my book on Amazon. So I highly recommend that. I'm working on a uh, an audio book, but I um, um, I haven't picked the voice actor yet. And they will. It takes about three months, so that'll be later right. for people who like audio books. But right now, it is the ebook um, for Kindle or whatever reader a person might have, and then the paperback mm-hmm. and then the hardcover. So everything's available. That would be great if they bought it. Yeah, oh, that's great. It's fun. Oh yeah, I hope they do because that Kathleen has so much good advice and exercises that you can follow. Like if you just don't have any idea where to begin, her book can help you. It lays out, do this first, then do this, then do this. And everything is baby steps. You don't have to hurry. You can take as long as you need to take. Everyone's different. Everyone has different responsibilities at home. So some people can move along faster than others, but just start, start your journey today, right? Exactly. Absolutely. Because 
we the world needs you right now. We need you. And so please share yourself with us. Start your journey. Absolutely. I totally agree. The world totally needs us. We have a lot we can share and we don't want to waste our experience as boomers and the silent generation. We want other people to hear and benefit. So it's all about that. Learn to be the best. It is. Yep. And we are the role models for those people coming and we need to set a good example and show them all the possibilities that growing older is absolutely the best time of your life. I mean, it is an amazing period to be in. We are, you know, I feel privileged to be my age. Not everybody gets that opportunity. That's right. And I am not going to waste it. No, me neither. And the thing I love about being a boomer where I'm still doing real estate and the podcast, I'm doing a lot. But if I want to take a nap in the afternoon, I just take my nap. Like there are days when I'm just so overwhelmed and I've been done. I say, you know what? I'm going to just take a little half an hour rest and then I'll be able to come back and get more done tonight. And you can do that because I'm not working a nine to five job like I used to have to do. Yeah. There's exactly a lot of nice things about being a boomer or older, but I definitely want to share my message. I want boomers to know they've got a lot of experiences that they need to share with the world. We can all benefit from what they have to say. So that that is definitely it, it is message. true. And and wherever you are in the world, it doesn't matter nope. if you're uh, what country you're from. It, some some countries respect and admire older people more than we may might do in the United States, but really there are these issues about being older in every country. Yes. And so this is for everyone. It isn't just for you and me. It's for all the people around the world, the rainbow of color. Absolutely. It's for everybody. Every country has challenges with the amount of older people there are, because we are living a lot longer. So there are more and more older people and, you know, they, they have to learn what they're going to do and how they're going to handle it, but we're going to help them learn because we're going to teach them. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. We're going to, teach them. That's right. Absolutely. So this has been so wonderful, Kathleen. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you for joining Kick-Ass Boomers. It's been great. And I love your book, Fuck Aging, because we just want to, we don't even want to talk about that word as a bad word. It's a good word. We're getting better and better every day. In fact, one of the people I interviewed, she said, I'm not aging, I'm ripening. (laughs) I loved it. Yeah. And one of the, one, and my publicist said, Kathleen, you should say you're level 77. You're not age 77. That's, you know, and I, I like said, that. that's fine. You know, I like that too. So we yeah, need that's to right. Learn we can look at it. Language. Yes. Exactly. We need different language. Yes. And I never use anything that's going to make me feel older. And, and, and my set one sister in particular, she's always saying, stop saying that. If I say certain things, no, don't say that. And I go, Oh, and no, I didn't mean it that way, but yeah, you're right. I'm not going to use that word anymore. So yeah. Thoughts are things. And the, more positive your language is, the better for you too. So exactly, exactly. And I'm so happy that you invited me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And I ha- I'm happy too. And I hope my audience runs right out and buys your book. I really hope Me so. too. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you very much. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Kick-Ass Boomers. For more information on today's guest, along with the show notes and other inspiring resources, buzz on over to kickassboomers.com. And don't forget to join our Kick-Ass community on Facebook or LinkedIn to continue the conversation. Be bold, not old.